Hello, and thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast from Prism Insurance Agency. As you know, we put in a ton of time and effort to make each of our shows as valuable as we can. If you find the information useful, please share this podcast with a friend by emailing it to them or sharing this on the social media site of your choice. Do you know what your health care is going to look like five, even ten years from now? With Obamacare becoming more and more prevalent in people's lives, No one knows for certain yet what that's going to look like. In other countries where the government has played a bigger role in the delivery of health care, critical illness insurance has become the number one type of insurance that consumers are buying, but not here in the United States. As we go closer to more government involvement in our health care, critical illness might be something you want to look at to help financially protect your family If you were to develop some type of illness or disease, such as cancer, stroke, heart disease, which can help provide benefits to pay for things that health insurance may fall short of. Well, joining us today is the Executive Director of the American Association for Critical Illness Insurance, Jesse Sloan, to share with us some of his insights on what's happening in this area as this type of insurance and the type of policies are being made available now to Americans. Welcome, Jesse. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Hey, it's great to have you here. It's been a while. Why don't we start out with, you're the founder and executive director of not only the American Association for Long-Term Care, but also the American Association for Critical Illness. What prompted you to take on that pursuit? It's very simple. We are trade organizations that advocate to consumers and educate insurance and financial professionals. So in terms of advocacy, we live in a nation where there really is no education to consumers about financial topics. If you think about it, at the high school, at the college level, we educate kids with calculus and world history and science and all important subjects, but we never teach them how to balance a checkbook, how to finance a home, how to insure against bankruptcy in the future. Critical illness happens to be a very important topic for Americans, especially as we enter the age of health care reform and the new affordable health provisions that are being rolled out over the coming years, because they don't cover everything. And yet, every day, thousands of Americans hear the words from their doctor, you have cancer and we need to treat it. They're not going to die from it. I mean, that's the good news is when your doctor looks you in the eye and says, you have cancer, that's not a death sentence like it used to be years ago. We have magical and wonderful medical treatments that are going to allow you to recover and live. But financially, they're very likely to devastate you. So this form of insurance called critical illness insurance is a wonderful piece of protection that provides the consumer with cash so that they don't have to be financially devastated. And our mission is to help educate consumers as to why it exists, what it does, and why they should consider it. Well, first of all, again, the consumer has an amazing amount of resources available on your website. And I think, again, it's a great thing that you're doing to educate consumers. We obviously believe it's important to use the tools that are there to then sit down with your advisor and understand, again, what this critical illness insurance is about. It's not really new to our country, but in a sense, it is for the overall concept of insurance and the insurance industry. Uh Do you have a little bit of history and how is it really growing or taking off in this country? 
It's rather slow in the United States, although there are several million people that currently have it. And it comes down to awareness. If you've never heard about critical illness insurance, then it's brand new to you. If you have heard about it, then obviously it's not. It's been around for a couple of decades from when it was developed overseas, by the way. It was actually conceived by a medical doctor who was looking at the devastation to his own patients of costly medical procedures and went to insurance companies and said, hey, why don't you create this? Basically, in its essence, here's what it does. Let's use the worst case scenario. You're in your 40s, your 50s, and you're working and life is going along rather well, but suddenly you go to the doctor because you have certain kinds of symptoms. If it's a woman, it might be breast cancer. If it's a man after 50, we all know to go for prostate exams. And the doctor says, you have this condition those words that we all dread hearing, you have cancer. As I said, that's not a death sentence. What it means is you're going to undergo treatments. You may not be able to work for a period of time while you're undergoing treatments, or you may only be able to work three days a week instead of five days a week while you go for treatments. Well, the bottom line is your mortgage doesn't look and say, hey, don't worry, you only have to pay us three-fifths of what you paid because we know you're only working three days instead of five. Your car finance company doesn't look and say, hey, don't worry, we'll take a little bit less this money until you recover. So you still face all of those bills. And at the same time, you also have medical bills. And by the way, you still have to pay for your health insurance while you're getting benefits and treatment. So what critical illness insurance does is very affordably gives people the opportunity to buy a small amount of insurance, uh, typically $10,000, $20,000, maybe $30,000, that will help cover, it's what I describe as, imagine the peace of mind that you would get knowing that your mortgage is going to be paid for a year or two while you recover, while you undergo these treatments. And so that's what critical illness does. It, it pays you $10,000, $20,000, the amount that you pick, and it allows you to focus on getting better, getting the right treatments, not worrying about, oh boy, am I going to lose my house? Or, you know, are we going to have to move in with my in-laws or my parents while we treat this condition? I think that's a good point. It's really a lump sum cash payment that can be structured to be used for the expenses of life that you talked about or possibly the treatment. It's not any kind of replacement of life insurance or health insurance. It's really to cover those incidents that generally aren't covered by any other insurance. I think it's important, too, when you reference cancer in your example, the consumer sometimes hear, oh, I've got cancer insurance or I've heard of that. Critical illness insurance is really there for much more than just cancer. There's multiple different illnesses based on diagnosis specified in the policy mm -hmm. that this cash payment is available for. So there isn't heart attack insurance or stroke insurance and those kind of things. This critical illness can be designed to really provide that essential cash payment on the diagnosis or one of those events happen in your life to provide, again, cash where many other insurance products don't cover. Your exactly. health insurance may pay for the doctor, but what about the time off of work? As a matter of fact, Jesse, you referenced the doctor that developed it. It was Dr. Marius Bernard, and him and his brother were pioneers in heart transplant surgery. So as Tony mentioned, it's not just cancer. And the thing that I remember hearing him present to us, and he has since passed away, but I remember him talking about the families, how they were devastated, because you kind of touched upon it. But let's say someone does get cancer or heart surgery or something where they got to take time off of work. Well, normally it's not just the one that's sick that takes time off of work. Family members 
oh, might yeah. need to take time off of work. And well, you, you never think about it. Exactly. You have a husband and wife. And people recover today from heart attacks, cancer, strokes. Uh, strokes are typically a little bit at an older age. But generally, I believe that this is a product for folks in their 40s. That's sort of what I would call the sweet spot. I traditionally look at long-term care insurance and say the sweet spot sometime between mid-50s and mid-60s to start planning it. For critical illness insurance, it's basically your 40s. That's when you still can health qualify for this because you need to. And that's when you start to approach the age where these conditions seem to crop up. And you're absolutely right. We're men here, so let's use, you know, if our wives get ill, the first thing, and the doctor says, gee, you have this condition, what's the first thing we're going to do? First thing we're going to do when we get home is go online, Google the condition, start looking for the best treatments, the best doctors, the best everything, okay? And first of all, your medical plan may cover you at such and such a facility, and that's great, but their treatment rate is 87%. But by going out of network, their treatment and cure rate is 99%. What are you going to look at your wife and say, listen, honey, I'm really sorry. We're going to go to these guys. You're going to be within the 87%. Or are you going to get the best treatment no matter what it costs, even if it means some out-of-pocket? Bingo, critical illness insurance pays for it. The second thing, now your wife needs to go down to these facilities and get treatment and chemo. We've all watched the movies. It's not a pleasant situation. You're going to look and say, hey, you'll be fine. Just take a cab and text me when you get home because I'll be working today and then I'm going out with the boys for a drink and then I'll be home and make sure you're okay. Of course, I mean, if you do that, you're going to be divorced. It's going to cost you a lot more and critical illness insurance doesn't cover that, by the way. So, of course, you're going to take time off from work and both of you are going to go down. Both of you are going to meet with the doctors. Both of you are going to be there during days of treatment, etc. All of those things impact your finances. People think that the vast majority of bankruptcies in America happen because people are just wasteful and they're putting all kinds of, you know, frivolous trips on their credit card. No, the vast majorities of bankruptcies in America are directly due to health conditions. And the vast majority of people who declare bankruptcy as a result of health bills had health insurance. That's really a staggering statistic, truly. You know, as you were explaining that example, I think of a client who just recently was told with stage four prostate cancer that there's really no hope. And he went to the cancer specialty places, all those things. He said, I just felt like I was just a dying man and they had no solution for me. He said, I started to research alternative treatments, and that's an area that health insurance doesn't cover many times. And as he started to see all these different places across the world, and even in the United States that provides alternative therapies, this was his decision to say, look, I'm not ready to give up. And I'm just not going to have my doctor tell me, give up, just go to the traditional extend your life kind of options of chemo. So he actually had the financial resources in this case, being well into retirement to say, I'm just going to pay for this stuff out of my pocket. But not everybody has that luxury, especially when you reference those folks in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. They're raising families. They're trying to still acquire wealth for the future. And critical illness insurance can be a valuable tool. And especially if you do small amounts. And there's lots of different applications for this. If you're a business owner and you have a partner and your partner gets diagnosed with cancer, people typically have life insurance on their partners because if the partner dies, you want to be able to buy out the partner's family. You know, that's been traditional. 
but the world has changed. The chances are your partner isn't going to die, but your partner may get some disease and suddenly look and say, well, hey, listen, I still expect to draw 50% of my salary, my income, my all of this, but you now have to do all the work while I undergo treatment. You see businesses that buy critical illness insurance to take care of those kinds of situations, and they may buy larger amounts. But for the average consumer, 10000 20000 30000 is the typical amount of coverage that you can buy. And at those levels, it's relatively inexpensive. That's a great spot to transition to a break because I can just feel our listeners right now are saying, gee, what is this cost? So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's dive in deeper on critical illness insurance. Please stay tuned. I'm Leslie Bibb. Everything changed the day my mother received the awful call that there had been an accident and my father hadn't survived. Suddenly, she was faced with having to raise four girls on her own. But my mom's burden was lessened by my dad's thoughtfulness. His life insurance kept her family together and enabled us to carry on. My father loved us enough to expect the unexpected. Learn more at lifehappens.org, a public service message from the Nonprofit Life Foundation. Thanks for joining us again today, and welcome back. We are certainly enjoying our conversation today with Jesse Sloan, who's the Executive Director of the American Association for Critical Illness Insurance. We've been talking about this relatively unknown insurance product called critical illness insurance. And before the break, we were giving many examples of what kind of coverages are generally purchased and what they generally provide a cash lump sum payment for. But the natural begging question is, if this 10, 20, 30,000 seems to be the average, of course, you can buy benefits well in excess of that if you can afford it. What is a typical cost that you see out there, Jesse, for the consumer for those kinds of policies? First of all, it's going to vary by company. So the first thing you want to do is you want to work with somebody and have them talk to you, understand your situation, and work with you. The second thing is, is the prices will range. Men pay more than women, and tobacco users will pay twice as much as non-tobacco users. So for any of the smokers out there, I understand how difficult it is, but the insurance companies are clearly telling you the implications of smoking and what they're charging. But if you're in your 40s, let's say you're 45, you're a male tobacco non-user, you don't smoke or you don't chew tobacco, you're going to pay probably in the range of 250 to $300 a year. So maybe $20, $30 a month for $10,000 of a cash benefit. And it goes up from there. If you're a female, you're probably going to spend anywhere from 10 to $20 a month if you're not a tobacco user. If you are a tobacco user, it's going to be about twice that. Generally, it goes the more you buy, the more protection you need, the more you're going to cost. But you're generally starting with this at, at ballparks of 20 bucks a month. And you know, there's two different types of critical illness. One is a term type policy where you might have critical illness coverage to age 60 or 65. Some people want to have that critical illness continue as long as they live. I've heard stories of people who've had this insurance. And you know, Tony gave a great real life story. I've heard of a real life story situation as well where someone had a terminal illness and what they decided to do with that critical illness payment is take some family vacations while their health still allowed them to do that and create some lasting memories for the family. So there's a lot of uses for it and you really can tailor these policies to meet your goals and objectives and your needs on an individual basis because everybody's circumstance is different 
and you certainly shouldn't be making a decision about this based on the limited information we're giving, you really should sit down with your insurance professional and see how this fits in your overall planning. Absolutely. This is as important a topic as retirement planning, savings, and all of that. And you don't make knee-jerk reactions. You really work with someone who knows the field and knows the topic and has your best interest in mind. There's a pretty clear understanding by the consumer today how life insurance pays a benefit or a death benefit to the survivors, generally on a tax-free or income tax-free basis. Just address the taxation of the lump sum benefit for critical illness. Okay. We never give tax advice, but the benefits are received typically as a lump sum tax-free cash payment. And obviously that's something you'd want to consult with your insurance professional, how the policy is structured. It's obviously dependent on what dollars you use to pay the premium. So naturally, if you're deducting it on one end, they could have a different impact on the other and working with a qualified tax professional. Now, there are a lot of insurance companies that provide products like disability and health insurance and long-term care and life insurance. Have you seen a large universe of companies adopt this kind of coverage and make it available to the consumer? Is it a fairly small number of choices for the consumer today? There's a relatively small number for individuals today, but the number is growing, actually. I mean, we're seeing more interest in this than we have in prior years, and that's a good thing. So, Going forward, someone listening to this today who looks and says, all right, well, I'm not going to make a decision, that's fine. Somewhere down the road, in in a year or two, at least they have the grounds of information. And when they're ready to make their decision, there will be companies and probably even a few more companies available who will offer good quality products. Jesse, you're also the executive director for the American Association of Long-Term Care Insurance. We've seen a big number of policies being written that have linked benefits for long-term care. And something that we've just seen probably in the last couple of months has been riders, even on term insurance for life insurance, riders that will provide for a critical illness benefit. And I think that's something, again, most people find during their working years, they truly need life insurance. And I don't think critical illness has really been part of the discussion, but this is something you can go back to your insurance professional and say, hey, should I get a standalone policy, a permanent policy? Might I explore term insurance with one of these new benefits on it? Because as you mentioned, the different situations you've been involved in, Tony talked about stories that we've heard. And I look at people that had insurance and buy-sell situations with businesses where someone didn't die because of the miracles of modern medicine, yet they weren't able to return to work. And sometimes having a rider like this could play an important role in a business situation as well. Do you see that as something that's a viable option for people? Absolutely. Nobody plans to wake up tomorrow and have their life change. Life is tough enough. We know that, but it does change. And it happens, unfortunately, every single day to people. And then it's the old story, you know, a failure to plan is a plan for failure. And this is exactly one of those circumstances. We all know that at some point we're going to die. And we try to put that out of our minds as much as possible. Once you've passed 40, 45, 50, we all know somebody who was diagnosed with cancer, typically at a younger age. I have good friends who went in for their prostate exam and had the scare of their lifetime. They're still doing just fine. They've been treated, etc. Today in the news, what are we talking about? Angelina Jolie, double mastectomy. This happens to real people every single day. 
the more you can do to plan and understand what your risks are and understand what options are available to you, the better likely you are to be in a good position that if it happens to you, it won't be the end of the world. And again, having that flexibility to use those lump sum cash payments in any area, it's not restricted to just the actual provider expense or towards the doctor. I think in my case, if you kind of coordinate this with health insurance, I've had to continually increase, like many Americans, my health insurance deductible to keep the premium affordable. I think our family deductible is now $10,000. So if one of these circumstances come up in my life in the future, that cash payment can allow me a lot of financial stability and not having to always absorb that such a large deductible. So it's just amazing, I guess, when you consider $15, $20, $30 a month can really make a huge difference. And when you look at all the different illnesses, generally there's a list of 10 to 15, even 20 different illnesses defined in these different policies. It's not just cancer insurance or this particular illness. It encompasses many different diagnoses. That reality, if you look at the whole list of that 10 to 15, statistically, I imagine many people today will unfortunately meet or come across in their lifetime. And it is really a comprehensive approach. And as Jim Well said, coordinating this, even with potentially your life insurance program, by adding it as a rider versus an individual policy, which is the option two, there's many ways to address this. So take the time to talk to your insurance professional and financial advisor about this concept, and then use the association that Jesse is a director of as a tool to provide additional information and really do some planning. Jesse, just share again how the consumer can tap into the resources that you make available. Let's give the website addresses for the two associations. For long-term care insurance information, it's the American Association for Long-Term Care Insurance, and the website address is www.aaltci.org, www.aaltci.org. For critical illness insurance, it's the American Association for Critical Illness Insurance. We got very creative in these names. And it's www.aacii.org. But just basically, if you do a quick search, American Association for Long-Term Care Insurance or American Association for Critical Illness Insurance will pop up. And we have enormous consumer tools and brochures and data all available, and you don't have to sign in or you don't have to tell us who you are to access it. Just go online and read and learn. And in your nonprofit groups, you're really there to educate the consumer and coordinate with their insurance professional to give them the necessary tools to make the right decisions. So just as a reminder to those listening to this content today that if you're hearing it off your advisor's webpage, we do have it as a link on the resources for you for the associations. So you can also access Jesse's two organizations and sites through your advisor's webpage. Great conversation today. It's always nice to explore an available protection that's very misunderstood in today's marketplace. And as we well said at the beginning of the program, as we embark on a whole new era of health-type insurance in this country, likely in the next few years, as we've witnessed across the world, critical illness insurance will probably become more and more popular. So as it develops, we will definitely like to visit with you again and help educate listeners on what options are available. So thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thanks for joining us this week. And tune in again next week as we explore another phase of the real wealth process. And remember, if anything you heard in today's show you'd like to get more information about, contact your real wealth advisor. Also, if you feel that any of this information will be helpful to a friend or family member, 
just click the Forward to a Friend button. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast from Prism Insurance Agency. We've got additional information and links in our show notes, which you can click on to learn more. If you have any questions about any of the topics covered or would like to learn more, you can go to our website, www.myprisminsurance.com. You can reach out to us on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter. Call us at 951-243-2800 or email me directly at prob at myprisminsurance.com. The email is in the show notes as well. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in and have a wonderful week.